2: Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Jenny's been hit with a few nightclubs. <laughs> <laughs> I've been hit with many nightclubs. Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood i almost said from our shared network okay weirdo wow uh my name is amy i'm a proud gen xer born in 1977 and i'm her sister jenny born in 1974 are you part of my network no (laughs) no yes you are yes you are no i i'm like i have no choice but to be like i'm your family i have no choice you're my legacy contact on facebook Ooh. oh i get your facebook account if you die so if I die, you get to take over shit. So if you guys see Amy posting, like, all this really smart shit, you'll know she's dead. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we've discovered in um, the episode entitled The In-Laws, where Manly's juggling his load around, that I'm pretty dumb. <laughs> so. Juggling his load <laughs> around. Yeah. Alright guys, so uh, no announcements today We did the eyes of Tammy Faye That's going to be on the main feed Maybe by the time you hear this So that'll be free for everyone Um, We're going to be I have a radical proposal that I'm going to propose at the end Awesome, amazing Um, Jenny proposed when we were recording Tammy Faye that we start looking at Maligned women So I think we're going to do that Jenny, I feel like that should go on your gravestone someday Maligned woman by my sister yeah because <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about this on the little house feed oh yeah your, Guys, your interview i hope that you enjoyed my interview with award-winning filmmaker pamela bob who did a comedic series of shorts called living on a prairie which is brilliant it's hilarious it's so brilliant it's brilliant and it's she's like high really... production quality like well written well acted like it's like actually a professional thing unlike this it's like antithetical to Gen X, this is why. <laughs> it's not some hacky thing. I enjoyed talking with Pamela so much. It was refreshing to have another 77-er with me. Um, To have somebody who thought Pa was as hot as I do. It was lovely. But didn't she like Mary? She She's a Mary-apologist, is what <laughs> I call her. <laughs> oh, when I heard that, I was like, this is, this is going to be something. But I and, just have to say that Amy maligned me in the first mm-hmm. two minutes
0: mm-hmm. the jenny first you two maligned minutes.
2: me my whole life she so. was basically she was basically like here's my interview with pamela bob blah 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 and jenny's a bitch like that's basically <laughs> what happened guys you know how I'm, I'm thinking of doing amy's variety hour if we get to 100 patrons which we're going backwards so i don't think that's ever gonna <laughs> we're sliding happen backwards. um <laughs> So if we ever get there, I think, wouldn't it be great if I could have my therapist appear anonymously and just talk about all the bad shit you did to me as a kid? Ooh, but the, the maybe the, we could talk about the pillow, the suffoca- suffocation the, with the pillow. The alleged, the alleged suffocation <laughs> with the pillow. And what is your therapist's source of information? All me, babe. <laughs> I can't even imagine what she thinks. Oh, she's, like, trying to ditch me, I think. <laughs> she's going to have to interview other sources. No, 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 no. We w- use one very biased source on mm. Amy's Variety Hour. <laughs> okay. All right, Jen, so let's get to this shit show. Today we're looking at Little House on the Prairie Season 7, Episode 11. <laughs> What's it called? Oh, To See the Light Part 2, right? Correct. the description reads as his heart swells with hope for a law career adam heads to minneapolis for the big exam but nothing seems to go as way once he arrives there (laughs) (laughs) while achieving his dream proved to be more than he can handle after all back in walnut grove harriet struggles with her diet and nels believes that a visit from her thin beautiful cousin miriam will motivate her to stick with it i saw this cousin miriam fat shaming coming a mile away yeah i'm like oh no oh no Okay guys. So we open on Adam. First of all, we get the world's greatest recap where it was so we, long. We see him once again pulling some David Banner stuff. I cannot get over the resemblance between him and David Banner. So I also okay, so full disclosure. Oh. I'm in California. I'm in I'm not in California. I'm in Seattle. <laughs> mhm. I flew out yesterday and we're doing this like now I'm on a different time zone. I'm a little tired. But yesterday I went out to lunch and I got a little boozy And I came back here and I watched a little oh, <laughs> so great. I was a little buzzed when I wrote this Great, okay So we saw Adam go into David Banner mode again Like the ee, ee, ee <laughs> The music and then the explosion We saw all that again So we open on Adam studying some law And he's literally ignoring hungry children Who are lined up with their dishes yep. For him to slop some gruel in there <laughs> And he's just reading. <laughs> now, I want to talk for one minute about this reading situation. Okay. Okay? I was curious about this as well. Yes. He was blinded as a boy. Mary even confirms that in this episode. Yep. He's blinded as a boy. Okay? He's lived most of his life blind. How is he reading advanced law books? Yes. Like, he should have... He would have... Well, I don't know. Like, I don't know how Braille works, right? Does it... Like... Because if oh god I'm going down a road here. If you like, <laughs> guys wait, let me put a trigger warning out here. <laughs> it's gonna Jenny, get real boring. Jenny's in. <laughs> Jenny's gonna be in a safe zone where you can talk about braille. Go. I'm gonna overanalyze this. Okay. So if you touch braille and it, like braille forms a letter, right? It forms mm-hmm. like the Roman alphabet. So you're probably picturing that word in your mind. Does it? Does it form the actual yes. letter? Yes. Or is it a symbol for the letter? Like. Okay, here we go. No. Yeah, it's like, it's, it literally is the 26 letters of the alphabet. There's, a, there's a, a combination of the dots that equal the letter. Okay. It's not like sign language. It seems real time sign language. Sign language is different, right? Okay. Where, like, it's a thing that's a symbol mm-hmm. for a word. It's not like mm-hmm. that. Okay. So he's picturing those words in his mind. You know what I mean? So, like, I feel like I believe it. I'll buy it. Guys, come at us if you (laughs) have any experience transitioning from blind to sighted. Or you know someone who did. Or maybe you're, I don't know, um, a a blind professional who can kind of tell us if this is legitimate. Because, I mean, law books... Like I mean, intense. it's advanced, right? But I don't think he has. It's not like he has the reading skill of a seven-year-old. It's not that. But wouldn't he have the word recognition the, skill of a seven? year old It's the same letters, though. That's why I think it's like, okay, like it would depend how well versed he was with reading before he went blind. I don't even think it matters. Like it's the same alphabet. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Like, if it's a different I can't, alphabet. I can't, like spend, if, I can't spend more time we'll stop on this. stop talking about okay. this. I All can't right. do this. So later that night, he's in bed reading, and Mary is reading some Braille at the desk in the bedroom. She tells Adam that during summer break, she's going to go home and visit the parents. Yep. And he's like, I wish you would come to Minneapolis, but I get it, I get it, and I'll head to Walnut Grove right after I'm done. Isn't this another empty promise, Adam? Don't you always yep. promise to come home and cook the fish? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you never do. never hes- my it. Hester Sue is stuck doing your shit. All right, so he f- so he's supposed to be gone taking the test for four days. Okay. Yes. I'm he assuming finally- this is the bar exam. No, because this is the exam to get into law school. What?
0: So oh, it's so like, it's a like G- the LSATs, the, LSATs, the LSATs. LSATs. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah.
2: So he finally, finally picks up that there might be something wrong with mary oh you think and he's like oh is something wrong oh i know what's wrong you're upset that i won't pass the test dude fuck you on you. your test fuck you like i'm not a mary sympathizer but no. i have been these last two episodes <laughs> so mary says she's going downstairs for some milk and he's like would you like me to get it for you she's like no i could get my goddamn milk myself then he says we're going to have to get you a maid eventually because we can't have a lawyer's wife fetching and carrying. Oh, my God. Adam, he's really gone bougie. He's gone bougie overnight, but he was bougie, don't forget. He comes from bouge. <laughs> this is bougie Adam. <laughs> bougie. He's bougie. His dad's super bougie. Yeah, I d- Yeah, you're right, I guess. He comes from money. He comes from, like, New York money. That's true. Although it was all a lie. So Mary right. goes right. downstairs. It was all an illusion, but he thinks he comes from near Bunny. Mary goes downstairs and she has an episode. Oh, God. That's the best I could describe it. She She's like in walka oh. or something <laughs> yeah. where Adam's going, Do you want me to help you with that? Yes. Fetching and carrying, fetching and carrying, fetching and like, carrying. This is so dramatic. Like, what the fuck? So she throws the milk down. I don't know who this was written and directed by. Oh, we need to figure that out. I think it's Michael Landon. Let's just say it's Michael Landon. Part one was Michael Landon. Yeah, because it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. So at Nellie's, Harriet shows up with a corset. Oh my God. And there's like this comedic scene where Nellie's trying to cook and Harriet needs her to squeeze her into the corset. And it seems, Jen, that she has ordered a new dress and she can't fit in it. Because she ordered not her size. Right she says the dress was not available in her size because we don't have plus size clothing at this point oh right and harriet even though she's not heavy in my opinion she has like a plus size cut to her yeah where like she would need the cut of the bosom at least right in a yes. plus size way okay hijinks Sue jen and harriet ends up running through the dining room in the corset and screaming i hate when they try to do this like slapstick humor like it's so stupid I agree and there's like um, circus music playing Yeah like what is this So just then Carolyn's dying laughing Dying laughing And she spots Mary stagecoach And she's happy to see Mary Until she realizes Jen It's the return of Mary 1.0 It's Mary it's Mary 1.0 She's back and she freaks out on Carolyn When Carolyn offers To help her with her bag And I feel like Like it's just the polite thing to do there's nothing about that person. Like, it's just you, like, help so, you help your guests carry their bag. Well, Mary's been triggered by her fucking husband, who doesn't seem to give a fuck that she's still blind. <laughs> yeah, That's true. Good point. <laughs> so, Mary's like, I'm perfectly capable. You know, there are some things that blind people can do. There are some things. S- So Mary confesses that she doesn't want Adam to do well on the exam. She doesn't want him to go to law school. She wants him to stay home with her. You know, the life they had meticulously planned out. The thing she signed up for. This is hitting a nerve with me. Oh, my God. It just really is. (laughs) Oh Wow. It just really is. Like, you can't change the rules halfway through. Okay, so I'm going to adamantly disagree with this. No, no. You can change the rules but you need to have a grown-up discussion and consider sure, the person there just totally don't fair. sit the yep. person down and be like i'm doing this guys i did this when timmy and i first got married i quit my job i went back to school i changed careers and it was a big risk for both of us and i sat down and considered his feelings because if he was not on board i was not going to do it no that totally that's totally fair like they didn't have any kind of conversation, but like you can't expect that your life isn't going to take a different direction. They like could, right? But you need to 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 kind have of have that ease conversation, into it. especially yep. if there is this extra layer of uh, blindness and sighted. Yep. Like, it's just really, uh, uh, I'm team Mary here. Well, I and I feel I feel that. like, to Mary's credit, oh my God, what is happening to us? I know, I know. I feel like when he talks about how much he wants to do this and how important it is to him, like, when he sits down and talks like that, she's on board. You know what I mean? Like, the, he just has to sit down and have the conversation. She hates the, like, he's, like, sidelining her on it, kind of. Like, she's a passenger on this trip. He has never once said, how do you feel about this? Yeah, yep. He hasn't once said that. That we saw. I don't know so mary okay so mary's at the hotel and she's confessing to carolyn that she doesn't want this to happen carolyn's like you need to get your shit together and support your man yeah and mary says but he'll be meeting new people and new women and it's kind of freaking me out and carolyn says he loves you and the only one who could fuck this all up is you by withdrawing from your man He needs your love and your strength, and Mary confesses that she never even wished him luck before she left. Wow. So Carolyn tells her to go use the phone downstairs and to call Adam, and Mary goes, Ma, let's make that call. Okay. Who wrote that line of dialogue? Drag them out onto the street and murder them. Okay. That's like an AT&T commercial from the 80s. It was probably improv Ugh. Adam gets the call, and we hear it only from his side, which is an odd choice. Mm Mm-hmm okay now we get to minnesota with adam he's in the classroom it's everything you would expect guys an old white dude at the front 17 white guys in suits good luck, taking good, luck the LSATs. Gentlemen. good luck gentlemen because there's not a woman in that room <laughs> good luck gentlemen they have six hours to work on the set of papers four days six hours each day jen there's going to be monitors patrolling the aisles this looks so uncomfortable too they're like all right on top of each other i know it's really gross in the age of covid don't you look at that stuff differently yeah true i'm always like "Mm." okay after school lets out adam meets up with some dude alan barton who has failed this exam four times yeah he's just some money away i look this dude up he's actually pretty successful the actor Mm hmm. His name is Donald Petrie. Oh, he's did, su- I thought you looked up the historical friend of the fictional character from the <laughs> historical fiction show. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that was a dumb question. His name is Donald Petrie and mm. he's a successful director. Oh, okay. He has directed Miss Congeniality, mm. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, Mystic Pizza oh. and Grumpy Old Men. Wow. So he's done some stuff. He looks... Does everyone look like Gary Busey? Yes, correct. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So this dude, again, his name is Alan. He offers to take Adam... Yes. Why do we have to name him Alan? I know, it's too close to Adam. What are you doing? What are you doing? So dude offers to take Adam to dinner and pays because he's got a fuck ton of money. Dad is a judge and he's just throwing his money around okay he wants to take adam back to his house but for some reason adam wants to take the train yeah for some unknown reason because so they stupid. just had to write that in there i guess right like you'll let this dude pay for dinner for you the, but this, you won't let him give the you a ride whole, the whole series of events that just make no <laughs> sense so adam's at the train station to get back to his room but adam is not safe jen A gang of three approaches and asks him for the time. Pro tip. Gen X pro tip. Yes. When a surly looking, suspicious looking gang of three people are approaching you and it's night and it's raining and you're at a train station alone, pretend you are a panhandler. There you go. Be like, do you have any money? Can you spare time, brother? Well, how's that going to help you? Because then they won't think you have any money and they won't rob you. Okay. But he's dressed in a suit. Jenny, don't forget, men don't have to worry about the whole, you know, That's assault situation. That's true, good point. Because I mean, I'm that, like, as a woman, there's nothing you can do, you're fucked. I should clarify, that does happen to men, but it's very rare. Right. So if you're a woman, you're worried about other things besides getting robbed. right. But right. men generally only have to worry about getting robbed or killed. Right. So if you pretend you're poor, you're taking something out of the equation there. Right? But he's wearing, like, a three-piece suit and leather shoes. <laughs> I feel like no one's going to buy that. They're like, oh, my God, there's a Bill Bixby or whatever. So, Jen, they whip out a... <laughs> okay. So, I didn't know if it was a nightstick or a bully club. So, I called it a nightclub. So, okay. they hit him with yeah, a nightclub. pull out a nightclub. <laughs> they hit him with a nightclub. It's a good time. <laughs> Jenny's been hit with a few nightclubs. <laughs> I've been hit with many nightclubs. <laughs> <laughs> so, then they cut to Adam... Cut to Adam in a hospital bed. Because he gets mugged. I'm like, let me guess. Let me guess a concussion. (laughs) So, Jen, I wrote, oh, my God, he was hit in the head again. Will he be blind again? Wouldn't that be something? I'm like, what's happening here? (laughs) It's like there's an on and off switch in his brain, and they just keep hitting it, and then he switches. Adam wakes up, and he immediately goes into a panic when he discovers he is missing the exam. So the doctor and nurse try to stop him, but he manhandles them both and pushes them aside and runs out to get to school. He is the perfect mate for Mary because Mary would go to school on her deathbed. i have as a writer, what are you writer? Make, no, I'm asking you there's a question oh. for you. As a writer, what why what do you make of these like bizarre things they add to the plot? Like they have to get Adam running through the rain, right? Yes, I. I, So, like, why do we have to go with a robbery and concussion to be the vehicle to get him running through the rain? Like, why doesn't he just get stuck in the rain? I don't know, Jen. I I've tried to figure out why they do certain things in this (laughs) show. I can't. I can't wrap my head around it. Like, a number one rule of writing is you don't do anything that doesn't serve the plot. What's the plot? It's Adam going to school. But I I feel like they like they want him to get sick. Right, that's the thing. That's the thing we're trying to get to. Is he sick in bed and he misses the, the test? Why I don't know. I don't even know why that's important. Okay, can I tell you my? Well, I'll get to it. But I have a an alternate way this could have all gone down. Okay. <laughs> okay. It just seems like they do these like, like devi, like these divergent things on the plot for no reason. No reason. Mm-mm. So Adam he runs to school. He's soaking wet because it's raining. And he arrives in time to take the test. Alan's like, what the fuck happened to you, dude? All right. So after the exam, Adam is running around in the pouring rain and he's coughing and he's hacking. And Alan invites him to come back to his house and stay there. Dude parks Adam in a beautiful room and heads out. And while he's gone, Adam goes into what I'm calling fever mode. (laughs) He's always in fever mode. He's like me as an infant. (laughs) (sighs) <laughs> <sighs> oh, oh, okay so he's in fever mode i'm wondering if we're gonna bring the ice out i don't know what's happening alan okay alan finds him and immediately summons his servant to get the doctor <laughs> right thank god it's not doc baker so he may actually live he might survive this later it's morning first and of all alan... this storm isn't let's talk about the storm it's ridiculous. Pour, pouring. I, buckets. Have you ever? So I lived down south. Mm-hmm. The hurricane or the uh, thunderstorms are real down there. They're real, real mm-hmm. in the summertime. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen anything that goes on this long and is like this, and it has that much lightning.
0: Jenny, it's insane. It is,
2: it is literally pouring buckets. Well, because there's some dude up on the set just pouring, dumping buckets on them. That's true. It's your dumb balance up there. You wouldn't let me write, you motherfucker. Now you <laughs> have to dump water on everything. Okay. So, Alan tells Adam, it's been three days and you've missed the test. Well, because he wakes up, he's like, oh my God, the test is at nine. It's eight o'clock. He's like, dude, I mm-hmm. have been asleep for three <laughs> days. To be fair, I mean, who hasn't passed out for three days? <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> and you wake okay. up and you're like, oh, I, I haven't, but it. it's been, like, 20 years since I've been hit by a nightclub, so I don't know. <laughs> okay. Alan tells Adam, like, you're lucky to be alive. Like, you almost got yeah. William Henry Harrison on us. Oh my God, like, we're... it was almost well, done. That's the president that died in 30 days, right, from yes, pneumonia? Yes. Alan tells Adam he passed the test. Now, here's where I'm immediately suspicious, and I wondered, oh, my God, did Alan... Imitate No, did he imitate Adam And go there and steal Adam's test And pass it off as his own Because Adam probably okay, did really well Okay, now you're writing a soap opera Adam probably did really well I like, he two did days he, worth of work done Did he also switch the paternity results? <laughs> he could have, he could have <laughs> But Jenny, weren't you suspicious? I'm like, this guy's being too nice Well, and then he's he walking around In what is clearly an outfit from the 1970s Yeah, I just, I was immediately suspicious of this dude. I'm like, he orchestrated this entire thing. Totally orchestrated. He had Adam beat down with the nightclub. He had, (laughs) he went and took took Adam's work, passed it off as his own, passed the bar exam, or the LSATs, and now he's gonna, you know, I don't know, maybe he'll call Mary and be like, Adam died. I I won't lie, I may get beat down by a nightclub tonight. (laughs) So Adam asks Alan, can you call my wife, Mary, and, ask, and tell her what's up? All right, so now we're at, at Nellie's restaurant, and Harriet's there trying not to eat. We have the zany music again. She decides to make popcorn and dumps the whole container of popcorn kernels in the pot. I have an index card. <sighs> okay. You know how I feel about popcorn. I do. So you I knew do. this was coming. I knew it was coming. A brief history of popcorn slash why I love popcorn. Oh god, okay. <laughs> the oldest popcorn known to date was found in New Mexico. In nineteen forty eight, small heads of Zea Maya etera were discovered in a draw in a bat cave known as in a dry cave known as the Bat Cave. Several okay. individual popped kernels were also discovered. These kernels have since been carbon dated. Ready? Fifty six hundred years old. Wow. There was also popcorn discovered in a bat cave in Utah. We're gonna put a pin in that. Okay. That dates back two thousand years ago. What is going on in bat caves? Wow. Like I just picture our ancestors like in bat caves eating popcorn. Mm. Like that's what humankind was. They I like guess. made they made some like paintings on the walls and they just sat back with their popcorn and watched it. Yeah, they just hung out. People mostly made popcorn on stoves and fireplaces for a long time. So that's like what we see Harriet doing, right? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I don't know, like, I never knew how to make actual popcorn. We always had a machine or I got it at the movies or microwave popcorn. Nothing beats movie popcorn, period. Then the, when you actually make it in a pot, it's fucking alarming. Have you done this? I've done it. It's crazy. It's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy. It's scary. Um, it sounds like gunshots. I don't know what's happening. The first popcorn machine was invented in 1885 by Charles Kriter. Um, And then later, microwave popcorn came in and made it popular again. But Which is terrible for you. We do this thing at work, and I hate it so much. Like, like since Zoom started, you know how you mm-hmm. have to do introductions? Mm-hmm. And you know how, like, the, you'll do this format where... Like I'll introduce myself and then I'll pick the person to go next. Mm-hmm. I heard that called popcorn the other day. Jenny, you're talking to a teacher. That's Ew. an icebreaker strategy. Thing. It's stupid. That made yeah. me angry. Oh, you won't believe the shit we have to do. Okay. So Are yeah, you down- so and also I just want to see how much I love popcorn. I love popcorn too, but microwave popcorn is really bad for you. I don't eat microwave popcorn. I never. Yeah. They actually make nice microwave things to cook actual popcorn in. I got one okay. that's really cool. It's like a container. You gave you, it to you. Bought me one. No, no, no. There's a new one. There's a new one. Yeah. That one's good. But there's a, that one's the silicone one that I gave mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. There's a new one that's glass, and you put same kind of idea. You just put like air, you know, the, the kernels in, and then there's a little thing that goes on top, and then you put a pat of butter. It. Mm. And it like melts down into the popping popcorn. Why have you not given this, this to me? This just happened. I okay. just found it. All right. Okay, Jenny. So Harriet dumps the whole container in the pot. Nels walks in to yell at her for eating. For eating. For eating mm-hmm. food on earth as a human. Harriet's, Harriet's like, I'm just here cleaning the kitchen. And Nels is like, okay, well, I'll stay with you. No, no, no. Okay, let's go work. So he will not leave her alone. And I just wrote, Jesus Christ, I want to punch a wall. It's bad, guys. I know. I can't out even get into it. I can't even get into it. I'm so um, conditioned to it by now from this fucking show. I just have oh my god, this is horrifying. This is so bad. Fuck you, Nels. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Nels, you are no longer our fan favorite. You no. are. You are not in good favor. I wonder today. how they felt about these scripts. I know. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's interesting because when I was talking to Pamela Bob, she had interviewed a bunch of the cast. And she interviewed, hey, everyone, it's Manly. So she interviewed him. Yeah. And she was talking to him for a long time about, you know, his acting with a 15-year-old. Yep. And she really had a lot of empathy for him as an adult to have to play that role. And he talks a lot about that. He's a good human. Yeah. And he talks a lot about that, like how troublesome it was, yeah, it was for him good. to have to play that. Yeah. They should have just gotten somebody mm-hmm. her age. Mm-hmm. I know. We talked weird. about this. Yeah, we, we little... Axel Rose completely. <laughs> we, we solved this problem by saying Axl Rose should have played <laughs> Elmonza El Wilder. Hey, now you got it now. <laughs> <laughs> now you gotta sing "Welcome to the Jungle" or "Sweet Child of Mine" is probably the more appropriate one. Oh, "Sweet Child of Mine." Okay. So upstairs, Mary refuses to call Adam because he should call her first. Yep. Okay. We're doing All this right. again just then harriet comes in she's like minneapolis is on the phone oh, okay. okay okay so mary gets on the phone again one-sided conversation we don't hear what's going on we assume alan tells her what happened to adam and of course she's having trouble hearing him we get that all the time which is well, the line sucked then can I tell you something? Oh my god, I have to tell you something. I called dad the other day. Guys, oh no. our dad is going deaf. He was a drummer all of his life, so he Loud just bands. <laughs> he just doesn't have all of his hearing. And I can relate cuz I don't either. But I call him, right? The TV's blasting in the background, right? <laughs> I'm like, hey, Dad, what's up? He's like, hold on, let me pause this. Okay, then he's going, the pause isn't working. Pause. <laughs> and so he's yelling to his wife, drink! Dream, dream. Get, the, give me that other remote. And they're going through this oh whole God, like, comedy act to hilarious. try to pause the TV. <laughs> then he goes, never mind, I'll just talk over it. I'm like, nope, we're <laughs> no, we're not doing no, this. We're not, <laughs> doing, we're not this. doing this. <laughs> I'm like I'll just call I'll just call you So anyway all right. So Mary hangs up She's like oh my god Adam's been sick I need to get there Carolyn's like we'll ask Charles I'll ask your pa to take you And I wrote thank god Where is Charles Mm -hmm. I need to see him He is like my grounding element in this nonsense I need him Well I have to say Mary seems a little bit happy That he failed the test Yes, she does. And almost died. When you don't see Pa or Laura for an episode, like when you let Mary carry shit and Adam, it's just Nels okay. and no. Mm-mm. So in the kitchen, Nels is telling Harriet that she needs to stop eating and she's going to be embarrassed around her cousin who will be visiting in two weeks. And you know your cousin. She's always been so conscious of her figure. And I literally wrote, oh, no oh no the cousin's going to be fat <laughs> Harriet starts crying and she says I'm starving I'm not eating and I feel seen yeah I feel seen yep. mm-hmm. so just then the popcorn goes nuts in the kitchen and Nels freaks out and he's like I'm done mother Debbie done done mother Debbie done <laughs> alright on the train thank god there is my man I'm There's putting your man. Air, guess what I'm putting the air horn in go <laughs> because he has his shirt on i don't care i haven't seen him he looks good i needed this there he is okay so paul's trying to console mary saying adam was a teacher once he could do it again paul's real good at giving up on your dreams he's like totally a hundred percent he's He's right there He's like, Look, I've I've dragged your mother through some real nonsense. Yeah, selling right the there. farm, auctioning off all my shit, selling the place to the Sims. I don't know what was happening. Yep. <laughs> um so He's, he's like, like, I've given up fourteen times on my dreams. Yeah, he's like, Adam could give up. <laughs> so they get to Minneapolis and they're also staying at Alan's house. Oh, okay, now fuck? Alan's so putting up everybody. Yeah. So Mary visits Adam, and she tells him she's so sorry about the test. And he's like, oh, well, life sucks. It's Whatever. over. I'm it's done. It's over. It's done. It was mm-hmm. a nice dream. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Uh, Mary, he's like, Mary, I am 24 <laughs> years old. I have in giant letters. 24? Oh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my God. And He's like, another year of waiting and then law school. I'm just too old for this. I mean, I have friends who went to law school in their late 30s. He says, I'm a teacher, and there's nothing wrong with that. Besides, you know me, I'm a hothead. And I would be a lousy lawyer. Jim, we did see him rage out over the river, remember? They would sneeze on him, and he would get fucking fever and pneumonia and almost die. That's true. That's true. So then he starts crying because he wanted this so bad. Now, I have something to say here. On the version that I was watching with commercials, because I was didn't realize you could buy the season you can that just happened that just happened okay good that just I'm happened no, because that would have been mm-hmm. done a long time ago mm-hmm. yeah there was a commercial where they forced this little girl to pick between a Reese's peanut butter egg and a Cadbury egg oh there's no fucking competition there what is this Who's that's like choosing between liver and money <laughs> what <laughs> what fucking psycho is picking the Cadbury, a Cadbury egg, egg. Come for us if you're a Cadbury. <laughs> I will fight you if you're a Cadbury no, egg eater. No, no, I will say there is great value in the Cadbury mini egg.
1: Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think.
2: Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host. Fine. But, Great. But it's still not better than a Reese's egg. The actual Cadbury egg is an abomination. It's yeah. disgusting. It's horrifying. So, it so is an assault to candy. It is an assault to Easter. It is an assault to eggs. So the, the little girl picks both. And I thought, Good oh, is her. this some kind of mashup? Good for her. But it wasn't a mashup. It was just a weird commercial for both. Okay. Okay.
0: Whatever. whatever. They're just
2: sharing ad budgets now? Mm-hmm. I guess. Ugh. So, well, I'm assuming that Reese's owns Cadbury. I but guess. But well, then why don't they just bury that? Why don't they just kill that then? I don't know. <laughs> I used to be obsessed with those things not to eat them. I used to just think they were so weird. Like, I actually That's thought it would look like an egg if you cracked it open. Because that looked on the commercial. Did you ever have raviolis with egg yolks in them? No. Unreal. Oh, God, that sounds delicious. Amazing. Amazing. I'm just trying to think of the logistics of building those. It's complicated. Yeah. I've seen it on the Food I Network. can't pull that off. Your friend who's the chef, Jim or Mike, they can pull that off. Yeah, I can't can pull that off. With. Yep. All right. So Mary goes to seek out Charles' counsel now. And he's sitting in some weird Victorian high-back chair. And she confesses that she didn't want Adam to pass the exam. And Charles Wait, is is this one? No, he's in bed, isn't he? Charles? Yeah. No. Because she's like, I thought I didn't want to. Did I wake you up? No. He's in a bedroom. But he's sitting in like a high-back chair. I'm like, Amy's going to have something to say about this. (laughs) No, no, he was not in bed. (laughs) So she confesses she didn't want Adam to uh, pass the exam. And Charles, like Carolyn before him, is stunned by this. And I wrote, really? Why are we stunned by this? I don't know. But then I think about the shit that Charles did where he was putting the farm up for sale to the Sims and not even considering Carolyn. Right, yep. So this is all, you know, he's used to this. Mary asked Charles, Will you take me to see the professor tomorrow? Like, I gotta work some magic here. And Charles is like, We already tried this. Like, I talked to Alan about it. Rules are rules. And he, that's like, Mary, you're not Laura. I know. And you're not Paul. Uh, Mary Paul says. Paul just punched the guy in the face. <laughs> True. Mary says she still has to try because she feels, Jen, like she betrayed him in her thoughts. Okay. Oh. Okay. Mary and Charles show up at the school, and the professor is like, Nope, this is most infor- unfortunate. Did you catch the beginning of that scene? They're holding hands? Uh, I can't. On the bench. I can't. Nope, nope, nope. Yep. Jenny, <laughs> aside from dad. Oh, guiding, no, no, no. I'm sorry. It was the next scene. It was the next scene. Aside from dad guiding you back from a blind, drunk sure. night at a nightclub. When we're on a joint vacation or something. When have you held dad's hand as an adult? They were just sitting on the bench holding hands. Uh, Okay. All right. Hmm. So they show up to this teacher and the professor's like, nope, we cannot alter the rules no matter what. Mary's like, why not? Your law school if the law's unfair, oh, can't is you so change stupid. the law? such a dumb argument. she's like, this is not a good rule because it leaves no room for compassion and Adams had a tough life and was blinded as a boy and then lost a child in the fire. Oh, we suddenly remember him. She's basically like, if you can't change this rule, then you're not a big swinging dick, so like you yeah. have no power yes. And the guy's like, okay, you're oh, right. Oh, wait a minute. I got power. So then he's like, you should have been a lawyer. Too bad women, you know. Too bad you no have a vagina. Mm-hmm. Too bad you have a vagina. You could have been a good lawyer. Adam can retake the test at 9 a.m. on Wednesday. Okay. Cut to Mary and Paul waiting for Adam. So this is where they That's when they were hands. holding hands. Yep. That on is the bench. weird. I don't like it. And they're staring like longingly like at God. each other. I don't like it. Adam comes out and he's like, guess what? I made it to the top 1% Now I have have a lot of issues here This is where I'm like Come on I know it's such a strange thing for you to think about being in the top 1% of something (laughs) But it is possible I hate you Jenny No How is it possible that he's able to Read these complex law books No do I buy that he is No We need an answer We need an answer we need someone who works with the blind maybe we have a listener who works at the association for the blind and can talk to us about are those transfer i'm sure they're transferable reading skills but to this level like it's like you it's if somebody's reading you eh, what's it i can't even think of an equivalent it's the same words it's not like you're not going to know the word like you it's a visual thing you know what i mean like and it's in your head like you know what the letter looks like yeah that's true well, maybe, maybe you're right. I don't know. Carolyn gets the news and she runs over to the school and just interrupts Laura's school day. I know you'd have because <laughs> we have on no that. regard for teachers. And she tells her Adam made it; he's going to college. And what does Laura do? She dismisses Dismises class. Dismisses class. Yep. Okay. Later, we see them decorating the restaurant for a celebration, and Nels is there. He runs over to get Harriet since her cousin is on the same stagecoach with Adam and Mary. Of course. Everyone comes out. They're all hugging Adam. They're congratulating him. Harriet's cousin gets off the stage, and she's fat, quote-unquote. She's really not. No. But uh, by Little House standards, she's fat. Harriet's thrilled, Jen. Well, because first of all, Nels is like, Harriet, do you want to go to the party? And she's like, no, of course she doesn't. Uh, not Like, you've been shaming her all week. Of course I she know. doesn't want to come to the party. And then she's, he's like... Oh, I'm like Nels is so distraught that he gets on the coach and he drives away because now his wife has permission to accept her body, and I guess that upsets him. Well, and I thought that Miriam and and Harriet were cute. Like, she's like, oh, we got deviled eggs, or yes, whatever she said. That very sounded cute. They're cute. Miriam, They were adorable. acting like little foodies. They were like foodies. Yeah, I, I hate you, Nels. Go back to Winoka. I just have Nels, go straight to hell. You can go straight to hell. <laughs> bye bye. And I have a song <laughs> recommendation there's this song i think it's by gail it's called a b c d e f u <laughs> it's officially the song of summer 2022 okay okay yeah and it's basically it's hilarious you gotta read you gotta listen to it don't do not forget this is the same man who went off and got himself an irish girlfriend yeah, and was pretty yep. much gonna marry her yep. so okay so all right jenny then it's over. So we're done. We're done with Adam regaining his sight. Obviously, there's no follow through with he and Mary's relationship and what this has done to them, clearly. Well, we don't know that there's no follow through yet. No, we don't know. So, Jenny, whose fault is this? This is Nels' fault. I'm so <laughs> mad at him. I'm so mad at him, too. But I have this is Mary or Adam's fault because he's not considering Mary at yeah, all. Yeah, No, that's true. We're at great, all. Not. And you know what? He deserves... To be in a bed sick. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's his, his, like, default mode. (laughs) How many times has he been on his deathbed? How many times has he been in fever mode? Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. So at the end of every episode, Jenny and I look back on theme or lesson, something we took from the rewatch or the original airing. I don't remember this episode, though. No, I don't either. I remembered part one because I remembered the explosion. Yeah. but i didn't remember this part um we think about how it affected us as adults or as children and we call it our why and it's designed to finish the sentence gen x this is why jenny what is your why for this i have two okay this is why women are so so self-conscious of their bodies. seriously you motherfuckers right right (laughs) motherfucker (laughs) writers of the 70s and 80s fuck you for sending this message fuck you Okay, I'm full agreement. <laughs> that is, that is Gen X This Is why's official stance. <laughs> um, and then the other one I have is, uh, w- this is why we thought we would die if we went out- outside with wet hair. Remember, like, Graham was like, yes, yes. you can't go outside, it would be like 85 degrees outside. She's like, you can't yes. go outside with wet hair, you're going to get pneumonia and die. And I guess that was like a fucking thing. Because you'll get a chill. Yes, no. and like, just be on your deathbed. There's no science to support no. that. No, no, nope. none it's an old wives tale that's okay that's how people lived you'll end up like adam death adjacent (laughs) all right jenny i have this is why i'm glad we've begun to recognize ableism as a thing yes so not only are we seeing adam accepted into a world with ease where he would not have been when blind but he's also being incredibly insensitive to his own wife so I, I kind of looked up ableism because this is something that has really come into focus around the pandemic. Like, for yes. example, when the pandemic was first raging in March 2020, we were um, having the writing community and college community has a big conference called AWP, Association of Writing Programs. And... They were deciding whether or not to have it, whether or not to have it. You know what I mean? I ended up going. They had it. It was like a ghost town. It was weird. But a lot of professors and a lot of writers were like, the fact that you're having it is supporting ableism because you were not including people who could not go, who had, you know, uh, immune disorders mm-hmm. or pre-existing yep. conditions or comorbidities risk, or whatever. Yep. Yes. And we saw a lot of that, like, this idea that, you know, I'm not going to wear a fucking mask and, well, fuck you, you know, is a form of ableism. Like, it's like, I'm not going to get it, so why should I care if somebody... Like, you have to care about the most vulnerable in your population, period. Yeah. So I looked up the term, and according to Encyclopedia Britannica, ableism is a type of discrimination in which able-bodied individuals are viewed as normal and superior to those with a disability, resulting in prejudice towards the latter... And the modern concept of ableism emerged in the '60s and '70s when disability activists placed disability in a political context. This is something that, like, I deal, I work on a lot, and, and we deal with a lot in tech. Oh, yeah, right. Is, is yep. ac- accessibility is how we talk. Like, things should be accessible, and it's interesting because it it really benefits everybody, and people don't realize that. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? If if we make a device that is, you know, a one handed device. Like yeah that might help somebody who's missing an arm but it also might help somebody who's carrying a child. You know what I right. mean like there's there's, right. there's 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 like like fully disabled or always disabled and then there's like temporary disabled like you broke your mm-hmm. arm 100%. and then there's and then there's like I'm just carrying a bunch of shit and I can't do, like do the thing. So like we make it voice activated or we you know what I mean like there's always It benefits everybody if something's accessible. I work in the office for, I work very adjacent to the Office for Student Disabilities. Okay, new drinking game. (laughs) Everyone do a shot when they hear Amy say adjacent. And we work with students for academic support. So like if somebody has um, a learning (laughs) disorder or dyslexia or whatever, we provide accommodations for them to be on a level playing field. Yeah. With their peers, yeah, but we see cases like that come through all the time, where somebody, a, an athlete, has broken their ankle, yeah, yeah, and they need certain accommodations, or somebody has a concussion and they need certain accommodations. Like you're right, it it really benefits everybody. I mean, especially with tech, like you're driving a car, so you can't read something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's just so many things where not only are you going to use that accessibility feature or the or the fact that it's accessible, but you may – yeah, like, we, we're we going to cycle in and out of that our, over our whole lives. Like, everybody's mm-hmm, going to have something mm-hmm. in their life at some point that they're going to need that. Mm-hmm. And how many I times feel- do you need an elevator and you're not in a wheelchair? All the time. All the time. <laughs> All the time. And I, I feel like Adam is doing this to his own wife. Yeah. Like, yep. when he brought her out in that meadow and was screaming about how – great the colors That's, were and that what it was looked awful. like that was so insensitive dude yep that was awful. like i don't know if that necessarily falls under the category of ableism but it felt gross yeah yeah and i don't know i just feel ugh, it was icky yeah all right jenny so why don't you tell everyone what do we have coming up next so we are doing season seven episode 12 there's not even a question okay olson versus olson okay a female activist arrives in Walnut Grove to encourage the men to share equal property rights with their wives. Love it.
0: Love After it. getting
2: into a huge fight with it, about it with her husband, Harriet Olson goes to live at the hotel. Matters worsen when Carolyn decides to follow Harriet's lead, setting off a firestorm that threatens the town's most close-knit families. Doesn't Harriet have all the money? Isn't it Harriet's money? I'm just... I'm sitting here mouth agape at the thought I know. of Carolyn. That's why, I'm like, that's why I'm like, we don't even have to discuss this. We're doing this <laughs> episode. At the thought of Carolyn leaving that saucy minx in that bed all by himself, reading okay. poetry and eating popcorn, right. and heading over to the hotel. Okay. okay. Jenny, my radical proposal is, I think... Oh, yeah. What's the I radical think radical proposal? A, I think as a palate cleanser for this okay. disgustingness... We should sneak in an episode from season one or two that we have not done. Oh, why are we going to confuse people here like and that? there? Um, I just think it'll be a nice palate cleanser. I think there's a lot of episodes in season one and two that we didn't do, like country girls, which I would have loved to have done. I mean, why don't we just do that at the end of season nine? Yeah, we could. We could, I guess. Yeah. Because I or just we feel could... like it's going to confuse the hell out of people. Or we could do it on Patreon, maybe. I don't know. But I just feel like maybe looking back on some things we didn't do, reliving the glory days with Edwards, yeah. Carl Jr., that might do us well, you know? Yeah, because this is not helping. This is. It, there is such a clear shift, though, from 1980 on. It's Oof. like, it's it's blatant. Yeah. It's such a clear shift in writing. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. It's super weird. All right, guys. So thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, check out check out our Patreon feed, which, you know whatever i I don't don't know know what's what's happening over over there there anymore we got we got some golden girls happening over there and we got some movies over there what did i say there's like a hundred we still have 80 so we haven't slid too far backwards oh okay good there's like listen to me a hundred i'm an idiot there's like 25 or 30 past episodes you can grab off on there definitely not hundred. there's 100 on the main feed Yes, there's 100 on the main feed. But there's like a bunch of, you know, you can access all (laughs) those previous months. I like our last review. Did you see it? No. The title of it is Bizarrely Funny and Weirdly Insightful. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right, Jenny. So thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you soon.